Hey guys, before we get into the episode, it blows my mind that we're launching another podcast. And this time, I actually want to feature you guys as a guest. Now, if you're a six-figure entrepreneur who has your own podcast and you listen to the show, I actually want to interview you on our brand new podcast, which is called Six Figure Podcast Rebels. You just need to go to www.top100interview.com and you can apply to get featured. All right, guys, back to the show. Hey guys, what's up? Jamie here. And uh, in this episode today, I actually want to talk a little bit about how uh, I'm structuring my online course and programs. Um, and this is actually a really big lesson that I recently learned um, from building out a full 12-month coaching program um, and high-level coaching program. And I want to share with you guys some of the big lessons that I learned and how you can avoid some of the mistakes that I've made and ultimately be able to deliver the best quality product possible. So first of all, let me just give you some context of the different programs I've had and some of the different successes that have existed within it. Um, first of all, we've got our PPL program. It was a four-week program. Uh, we take people from beginning to end uh, for launching their podcast and making it highly profitable. And this program was actually highly effective. We had a lot of people coming through the program who were able to go through the different steps and able to actually launch. Um, one of the biggest challenges that people experienced going through the podcast Profit Lab, though, is they actually experienced um, a lot of feelings of overwhelm. And the reason why they felt overwhelmed was just that we were cramming so much in into a four-week period. And when you set a, uh, a framework and a guideline and a timeline for somebody um, that is highly intense, I'm talking about you know getting a lot done in a single week or getting tons done within four weeks' time, and when you try and compress people into a timeline, you have to give them a lot of support, a lot of encouragement, um, a lot of hand-holding, and, um, and it's really hard. You know, it's really, really hard to get through a lot of content in a really short space of time. Now, on the other hand, you know, the coaching and support we gave inside of that program was really, really exceptional, but we had to do a lot to get people through that program to a really good level. So that was my first program, um, really high completion rate, really good, you know, dedication for people coming through the program, um, but some difficulties that were kind of established there uh, with the way that we had it set up. Now, let me talk to you a little bit about my higher ticket program. So instead of my higher ticket program, I said, okay, we're going to do this a little bit differently. We're going to slow down the curriculum. We're going to make it so it's not so intense for people to get through. And because it was a year program, I thought, okay, perfect. Let's release 52 lessons. And each week, I'm going to walk people through the next stage of what they need to do. Now, this was okay in principle because it allowed me to go into some super deep principles about different things and, and, and really give people a, a really, really good understanding about what I'm trying to teach them at each stage. So maybe the first stage is understanding their avatar. The next stage might be their market. The next stage might be, you know, creating their offer. The next stage might be putting it out there, right? Selling it um, to people. But one of the big problems that I came across by creating a 12-month program that way with 52 weeks of content was that it was just a lot of content for people to get through. Even though each lesson might only be 30 minutes, when you've got 52 lessons that are 30 minutes in length and it's over 52 weeks, it's just a really, really lot of content for people to get through. Um, and one of the biggest lessons that I learned from this was that, you know, once people got to week 20 um, and beyond, 
the completion rate of the homework just dropped off exponentially. So what I mean is, you know, all the action items that I might be giving people as homework every single day just got to be so overwhelming because there was so much for them to go through that they struggled to be really, really consistent with it. So they might show up for the coaching, they might show up for the support, but ultimately after around about week 16 onwards, the content became much less useful because people really weren't showing up for it and taking action on that content. So while the actual content itself might have been super valuable, if people aren't consuming it because of the way that the content and the course content is laid out, then that's going to be a really big problem. So how can you how can you fix this? So some of the lessons that I've taken away from this, and I'm actually designing a brand new course right now, um, which is actually going to be around about a nine-week course, uh, but with a year's access of coaching and support, um, is that in order to help people to get the result, I needed to do something as a little bit of a hybrid between the two. I needed to give people the support and the coaching to be able to get through their problems and challenges while at the same time giving them course curriculum and content that was simple enough and easy enough to implement that didn't take too long. And the other thing that I wanted to take away from this is that I also didn't want to make um, homework assignments for every single thing that I was teaching people in the week. Previously, I might have said, hey, let me teach you about your dream customer avatar. Now here's three avatar homework assignments to do. Here's how to find your market. Here's three homework assignments to do with market. And the problem with that is that, you know, while it's important, you just create too much homework for your students and they just don't get through it all. So instead, one of the biggest things that I'm doing now is when I have, you know, week one, and I have, you know, all of the lessons and all of the learning and all the things that I want to teach them, I'm then going to just have action items at the end of week one. Here's what you need to do now that you've consumed all of that content. And we're really going to focus on those MVPs, the most important things that they need to do to move forward. We're not going to go through all the nuances, all the extra details, all of the things that they need to do. We're going to focus on the most important things that they need to do to move to the next step. So, we want to be able to actually give them um, the tangible steps that they can take without making them do stuff that just isn't that important. Really, really important. We often find that our temptation is to get people to do every single step that we can think of. But when we look at our own journey of what we've done, we've usually not done that, right? Most of us, in order to grow a business and to have success, have taken imperfect action to get there. And this is a really important thing that I think I missed when I've created a lot of my content in the past is that I've not done it perfectly. So why am I asking my customers to do that? Really important, you know, figure out what is the imperfect steps that they need to take and get them to the end result in the fastest route possible without compromising quality and ultimately getting them results. Um, another thing that was really important for me to consider when coming into this new program was that people like a lot of support and people don't always have questions about the same things at the same time. So when I've done coaching calls in the past, um, I've done coaching around week one coaching, week two coaching, week three coaching, week four coaching. And one of the problems with doing coaching in this way is that it means that you have to take people through your coaching in cohorts. You know, I can't be teaching about week three if somebody just joined the program three minutes ago, right? Like they, they are jumping in and the content that I'm talking about in my coaching is not relevant to them because they just joined. And what this means is that you end up having people join your coaching in cohorts 
And that becomes a challenge for a number of reasons. One, it becomes a challenge because sometimes you might be coaching on week three and somebody might need help with a week one issue still. They might not be as up to speed and it can leave people feeling like they're falling behind. Another thing that you can also find is that if you're waiting and doing them in cohorts of group, you know, groups, six people, you know, six weeks at a time with your coaching, um, you leave people behind. You know, somebody might buy today and they can't actually get started until five weeks time. And the problem with that is that it generally means if you have to wait until you can experience the coaching, when you finally get around to it, people just aren't as invested. They're not as committed as if they were bought, you know, a customer that bought a couple of days ago. So you want to try and remove that friction while still providing the value. So the way that we've done this inside of our new program is that, you know, instead of just giving four weeks of coaching, uh, when somebody signs up for us, we're actually going to give them not just nine weeks or 12 weeks of coaching and support. We're going to give them a year's worth of coaching and support. That means they can show up as many times as they want on a Monday or a Friday throughout this kind of coaching experience. And they can keep showing up. They can keep asking questions. They can keep coming in for that support. You know, so it doesn't matter if they joined yesterday or if they're nine months into the program, they can keep coming and consuming that content. If you're really sure about your products and you know they're not going to change, you can even offer lifetime support. You know, I'm always hesitant with lifetime support because what happens if your business changes, you change direction. You know, I think 12 months is a really good time limit to be able to commit to doing something before you want to make some changes. Um, and that's what I always really would suggest um, that you guys consider when you're putting your product programs out there. But ultimately, if you do it for a long time, you could offer, you know, support for as long as the product exists. Um, and the reason why you can do that is that when people show up and they have questions, you know, they generally only show up when they need help and they need support. So maybe they're going through your program. It's a nine-week program. Maybe they're implementing it. And six months later, they have a question they need answering. They're getting re-inspired. So they jump back in for another coaching call, and they, uh, they can do that, and they get that support. You, know, you can usually handle um, at least 100 people inside of your program. And you know, depending on how you structure it, you, know, you can probably then adjust the coaching and give even more support up to 300 people. Maybe you hire some extra coaches. You could probably support up to 1,000 people. If you're charging a higher ticket price, you know, and you can usually charge a higher ticket price because you're giving a higher level of quality of service, you know, $5,000 for a high ticket coaching program where you have a nine-week program and you get a year's worth of coaching twice a week you know, to get to that end goal – that's usually a pretty fair price. People are happy to pay that because you're giving so much support. And what's really, really cool about that is that if you can support up to 100 people and it's $5,000 um, per people that actually invest, well, that's $500,000 worth of revenue for those 100 people that you can support. But not all 100 of those people are going to show up at one time on a coaching call. You know, you might find that 20 or 30 people show up for a coaching call. And even then, you know, you can say, look, I'm here for an hour or an hour and a half of time or even two hours of time. You know, I'm going to answer all the questions I can in that time. Um, but if I didn't answer your question, then make sure you show up earlier next week. You know, and you can just encourage people to show up early and show up and commit in order to be able to answer those questions. And because you're still giving a reasonable amount of time, a really, really good amount of time for support, you know, it's reasonable to expect that, you know, if you didn't get there early, you're not going to get your answers questions your questions answered, wrong way around. So these are a couple of things that I've learned um, from doing my coaching program um, and for actually delivering and 
creating courses for the last two years. I hope this is valuable for you. I hope you can take this away and help you to understand how you can structure your program. My biggest takeaways for this is if you're building your own course and your own program, the number one takeaways I would have is if you're doing a longer program, don't create too much content. Boil it down to the simplest version and get your user to the end result as fast as possible. The other thing I would say is um, make sure that you are creating your coaching support in an evergreen way so that when people buy, they can come into the program immediately. Um, and the other thing I would encourage you to really think about is try not to get them to do too much in too short of a time and overwhelm them because you're going to need to give them a lot of support in that situation. You know, too much homework, too much learning, too much lessons in a really short space of time can be really overwhelming for people when they join programs. So I hope this is valuable. I hope you guys got something good out of this. Um, I hope a lot of the mistakes that I've made in the last year helps you to grow and improve for yourself. And uh, if you've enjoyed this and you want to find out more, or maybe you want to figure out how I can help you inside of your business, um, all you need to do is just send me a DM and they DM me the word podcast and I can find out how I can help you grow your online business with a podcast and help you to get to your next six figures or more uh, as quickly as possible. So thanks guys. I'll see you on the next episode. I hope this was valuable. Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high-ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.